Hello and welcome to our Leashcast. This is actually going to be our final Future of Work focus chat. Dan? The Future of Work has ended. <laughs> We've completed it. Um, no, we're just going to be reorientating our podcast strategy. So um, we don't worry, we're not going anywhere, but um, catch us on our Twitter spaces, which we're doing ahead of Unleashed World, um, but, and we will still be chatting on the podcast. It's just uh, less often. Yeah which I'm sure will be a shame for the avid listeners. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully, you guys will manage. I think there's still plenty of good podcast content coming out. Oh, yeah, we've that. got interviews, yeah. we've got all sorts. So don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Um, for those who've joined for the first time, and already like it's the end already, <laughs> uh, I'm Dan Richardson, uh, HR tech lead over at Unleash, and I'm with Ali. Yep, I'm Ali Navra. I am the lead, um, senior journalist and recruitment and talent lead here at Unleash. So I think we're going to start this future of work focus to talk all about quiet firing. Do you want to give us a bit of an overview of what quiet firing is, how it relates to quiet quitting, why it's quiet? I like, or... to, I like to think of it as a reprise of quiet quitting. Like it's, it's basically, we've been talking about quiet quitting a lot for those who haven't been too familiar with it read our website more there's there's my <laughs> monthly plug um but you know quite quitting is basically people saying i'm going to do the the bare minimum or just my job description um i'm not going to work overtime i'm going to set boundaries uh, it's been quite de- divisive i would say some people mm-hmm. say no you should work do go the extra mile it impresses us and whatever and other people are saying no this is transactional my job doesn't really reward me for doing anything else and I, I want to do this for my own you know well-being or whatever yeah quiet firing's the other layer is I think employees have now sort of said I've heard about quiet quitting and this is my take and <laughs> quiet firing is managers aren't giving me room to grow managers aren't supporting me they're not speaking to me I'm not getting my one-on-ones I'm not getting praise for the extra work I do do and they're saying actually are you trying to get rid of me by lack of due care and attention I suppose like when you've got a Tamagotchi and you ignore it for ages and it dies is that what you're doing to me as an employee so it's interesting uh, I <laughs> yeah so I think quiet firing is kind of just not really doing anything to stop someone quietly quit and yeah. then eventually quit basically it's basically just kind of I I know that in the piece you talk about some of this active active bad management mm-hmm. which I think is obviously part of it but I imagine most of it is just people being like, well, that person's clearly not that engaged. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, you know, it's an economic, there's an economic crisis, cost of living crisis, inflation is sky high. It's like 40 year high or whatever in the UK, especially and in the US. So maybe we'll just, just leave them be. Like maybe yeah. they won't quit. Maybe we're just happy for them to like toddle along, do whatever they're doing, but we're not going to actively try and stop them to be, from yeah. quiet quitting. We're just gonna, we're not going to give them more opportunities. We're not going to train them. We're just going to be like, no, I think it's, meh, shrug. I think it's twofold, to use the old adage, it takes two to tango. <laughs> Sometimes managers, even with the best of intentions, mm-hmm. are like, no, this is the job and it remains like this and there's nothing I can do in terms of promotion or, I mean, there's always something you can do in terms of upskilling, but, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time to introduce those kind of programs and you know L&D or whatever so yeah I think it's really 
difficult for some managers, but in general, when we were speaking to you know HR professionals and uh, pundits, for lack of a better term, HR pundits. Yeah, that, HR pundits, HR experts. Yeah, like sort of like on the Sunday Sunday football style. That's that's how Unleash works, honestly. If you come into the office, but you know they were saying really that managers need to support these people and at least talk to them about it. And that's the difference because if you're just abandoned. It's almost okay. Well, I should leave, right? Like, what? Where? What else am I going to do? Yeah. What am I doing? Why am I doing this job? I think especially because we've written a lot, you know, great resignation about how important purpose and meaningful work is to employees, particularly younger workers. And therefore, you know, if you really do want to stop this quiet quitting, nip it in the bud, just be better. Be, be present as well. <laughs> I think. Just say something. Thing. do something say something isn't that some yeah, tagline yeah. of some brand somewhere but yeah it's a fascinating one i mean um keep keep an eye out let's see what what's going to be the next quiet 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 something um or just quiet thriving is the one i hope to see for for everyone we'll all do great but um this always seems to be an issue there is one last thing i'd like to add yes of course you should read this article if nothing else because it's got one of my favorite workplace comedians embedded it does indeed. It. Scott Size. Um, if you're not familiar with Scott Size, check out his stand-up. It's really, really good. So, that. I mean, it, that his um, TikTok thing, uh, yeah, clip, yeah. that's the word. TikTok clip did actually make me, lol, laugh out loud, yeah, like yeah. physically. He's, he's done an IKEA crying. series. Uh, <laughs> the IKEA series is... Something else. It inspires me every day, guys, so that's my hedge <laughs> Amazing. Well, moving on, though. So obviously, we just talked about the Great Resignation. I mean, it's over a year old. I couldn't, I think you and I both couldn't count how many pieces we've written about it. Very important, though. But this piece is about working from anywhere. And it's remote working and flexible working is a major cause of the Great Resignation. People don't want to be forced to come back to the office, is what the research is saying. Sure. They're quite, they don't also want to be fully remote, but most, most of them don't want to be fully remote. But there does seem to be a kind of like, I want the flexibility to choose not just my working location, but my working hours. But going back to the location, this is kind of also feeding into this kind of working from anywhere, global mm-hmm. remote work. Like, why should where you work determine where you live? Why should you only be able to work at X company because you live in X location? Because you live in San Francisco or London or New York or whatever. Tokyo, I don't know. So this working from anywhere is kind of coming around. But just because it's popular doesn't mean it's easy to do. Classic. So, yeah, so what I did is I spoke to RSM, which is a kind of... um, tax and accounting professional services firm uh, across Europe. So I talked to two of their partners about, you know, what are the risks of working for anyone? What are the actual, like, financial mm-hmm. corporate risks to actually allowing this? It's quite interesting. Yeah, um, it's, it's really good piece just to, to interject Joanne and uh, Brian. Brian. Both some really interesting insights. I'm, for personal context, I'm always on the fence about work from anywhere. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's great when it benefits me. It annoys me when I'm dealing with a time difference. <laughs> so I I think on principle, I am work from anywhere. I do think this is when I become the like the next, you know, when you have the big banker CEO and they say something awful about workers. <laughs> uh, but I do think sometimes it's good to have people in the office and, and just have a bit more connection because you I do think miss so it. and there's a lot of companies that are doing this working from anywhere you know like Airbnb 
Spotify, Dropbox, people like that. There's, and I know that um, Salesforce as well are very into kind of remote work, global remote work, but they still have that element of connection. So I think that's important. But yeah, I think what was interesting about this piece for me mm-hmm. is the kind of, I was going into it being like tech, 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 tech. Tech is always the solution, right? Yeah, yeah. Turns out it's not. Obviously, tech is very important. And I think, you know, we have a lot of clients. We have done a lot of pieces as well with, you know, these big employer of record organization, yeah, globalization yeah. partners, remote, boundless, Atlas, just to name a few. I'm sure I've forgotten one. Um, there's plenty of There's plenty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More available. Um, but I think it was also what was interesting. I think it was Joanne that said it from RSM about, you know, it's more about the policy. It's more about having everyone who is involved in this working from anywhere decision. So the HR team, the finance team, managers come together and be like, what are we actually going to do? What are we going to offer? Are we going to allow them to work anywhere? We're going to allow them to work in some locations. Are we going to allow them to work for anywhere for a select period of time, which is what Airbnb is doing? Are we going to allow them to work anywhere where we have an office, which is what Spotify is doing? Yeah. But what Spotify has also done is open more offices, which obviously therefore means that if they've got, like, maybe I, I don't know how many offices they have, but say they had 10 offices in Europe two years ago, now they've got 50, yeah, for instance. Yeah. That, that obviously expands the kind of ability for people to genuinely work from anywhere. So, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think I am also agreed on the working from anywhere as a kind of... But it's also very nice. So at Unleash, for instance, we are allowed to work from anywhere within reason, within certain parameters. But it's very useful. So like if you want to go, one of my one of our colleagues lives down in Cheltenham. I went yeah. to go and work, stay with her for the weekend, but it, I went on Friday yeah, in yeah. the day. And I just worked from there because yeah. it's just not a big deal. What difference does it make if I'm sitting in Cheltenham, I'm sitting in my flat in London, mm-hmm. I'm still, like, as long as I've got Wi-Fi, yeah, I can yeah. do anything. Well, I, fortunately, no one leash has really gone. I'm going to Bangkok. What, mm. what say you? You know, really test the parameters. <laughs> but in terms of, I guess then what they were looking at. Sorry, Joanne and yeah. Brian. Is was there like a big risk there where they're like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this? I've actually read the piece, so I, I do have some insight. <laughs> where if you could kind of like, I think us. it's some of the tax stuff, and I think what they also made the point about is. Um, certain seniority and what people's jobs are so if you're someone who has to sign contracts or negotiate contracts anything financial that creates more of a tax risk so there's a lot of that where companies need to kind of figure out maybe you can allow your I don't know very junior entry level graduates to do this but maybe you can't allow your C-suite to do it and it's kind of just but obviously that creates issues again so it's all about having the clear procedure and having the clear communication about why you're doing it not just being like no yeah i think that's really important with employees talk about this earlier if you give them a voice you make them feel like they're being listened to if you listen to what they want they're more likely to engage yeah and if they want to work from anywhere then they can figure out a way to do it maybe not just go and live in bangkok yeah yeah. but if they could go live in bangkok for 90 days they might be like well that's great it's like an extended holiday i can go and enjoy thailand without having to just go on holiday mm-hmm. can actually kind of embed yourself in the culture maybe a bit more than just yeah. kind of going for a week and being like oh had a lot of bad time um or whatever <laughs> yeah. i haven't been to thailand so but yeah i think it's i think it's really interesting this piece surprised me often yeah. as you know we go into interviews and you kind of you don't know what they're gonna say but you kind of have a view about what you think the piece is gonna look like and this one wasn't what I thought it was going to look like, which is always fun. And I can confirm, someone who's in Thailand this year, I did have a lot of bad time. <laughs> so, absolutely right. Assumption. You inspired me, Dan. And then we've got the the last one today, which is about repeat 
quits. You wrote this, so I'm going to chuck it straight over. Do a quick <laughs> intro in a, So it's back to the great resignation. That is actually, we was in the run-up, we were trying to decide there was a theme. I think it is just the great resignation, as always. But basically, we're already, the great resignation is a year old, already having repeat quits, where people have quit two jobs. And I think it's very interesting because we've done a lot about the boomerang thing where yeah, they quit yeah. and then they go back because they're like, oh, this would looked amazing. Oh, dear. Yeah. Back, back mm. to what I knew. Back to kind of better the devil, you know, that kind of thing. Not that employees, employers are devils, of course, but kind of better to know what the challenges yeah, are going to be. Yeah. You know, oh, you might have a difficult manager, but at least you know how to manage them. Yeah, how to Whereas them. going into a new environment where you're like, oh, my manager seemed great in the interview. Uh-oh. No, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do. Um, so yes, but what's interesting about this is it doesn't just seem that they're quitting and then going back. They're not boomeranging, or as we like to call it, the great return. They seem to be on a second round of quits, which I think is fascinating. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I'd imagine there's some generational data on this mm-hmm. as well. I think as people who are in their 20s for now say that, the, the end is looming. <laughs> um, it's really common to like have friends and... You know, people have gone, oh, I liked it for a, a year, two, you know, and then just hop on to the next one for promotions or, you know, whatever. Mm. Conversely, though, it, I think, and maybe this is a generalisation, some of the older generations like to stay in a job for five, ten years, whatever. If they're doing repeat quits, then I think it's perhaps more significant. Particularly, right? yeah, particularly if they're in senior management yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, this person is the person who knows everything about x y and z yeah, yeah. oh no what who's going to do that job yeah. it's all about then it goes back to succession planning doesn't it yeah, yeah but i think um what i was going to say as well is i think what's interesting about the repeat quits you've just mentioned it about money is i did read something i don't think we wrote anything about it but i did read something about how when you leave you're more likely to get more money Oh. So it's like people are leaving to get pay rises, yeah, like yeah. actively like using or using it as leverage probably more than they ever have before. It's a very normal thing to do. But actually the repeat quits is almost proving that like all this stuff we write about the great resignation, which is like career development, yeah, flexible yeah. working, like they might talk the talk when it comes to the interview and be like, yeah, we have all these amazing development. But when you, but when you actually get in, it's not quite that. And you kind of decide that you want... You want a new opportunity, but also if they're not going to pay you more and someone else will, it's a cost of living crisis. Like, what are you going to do? Just about to say, with record rates of inflation, unfortunately, I do think uh, the dollar speaks more than ever. And we we had a piece, uh, like, yesterday... I'm going to say yesterday. I can't remember. (laughs) At some point earlier in the week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where basically budgets for salary increases internally, not even hires, were going up at a record rate. I think it's the highest amount in 20 years. And it is, I think it's just that realisation of like, it's a horrible, it's not a horrible outlook, but it's a very, it takes away a lot of the mythos that we put around work, where it's like, our oh, money speaks because people are really feeling the strain. I think at the moment especially, and I think it's obviously, inse- could be an insecure, it could be a risk to move, yeah, yeah. but the fact that they're repeat doing it suggests that they don't see it like that. Yeah, they yeah. see it as like an opportunity. And as you said, young people doing it very much expected, but yeah, I think it's something that we need to dig in a bit into a bit more. This data doesn't have the kind of generational split, but it'd be really good to find out like how many boomers and Gen X are actually repeat quitting. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously they, I think John and I have spoken about this before, they have more at stake. Like if you have kids and you have to look after someone else other than yeah, yourself, yeah. it's a lot more of a risk yeah. to move to a new job where you, you don't, know, you could get laid off. They could go under, like anything can happen. Whereas if you're younger, you're kind of like, oh, well, 
yeah, I'll yeah. find something else. Like, oh, I'll figure it out, or like, oh, I'll get some temp work, or I'll do. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll make ends meet. It's worth it. But when you've got a pain. mortgage, or in my exactly. case, an axolotl <laughs> that needs feeding. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's an interesting one. I just think it's it's fascinating that in a year we're already seeing it because yeah. a lot of people like you know people like to stay in a job a year and clearly people are doing it even before they actually reach their year yeah it's fascinating absolutely I guess the grass is always greener um, I hope that is the case for everyone who's moved uh, yeah fingers sure. crossed fingers crossed the second time they're uh, finding the job that actually doesn't just talk the talk yeah, but exactly. walks the walk right well I think that is the future covered <laughs> I think my message would now be go live in the present yes listeners. what is the current of work it's not all about the future yeah yeah but it's um it's been a real pleasure um yeah excited for the future podcast and, and what's next yeah definitely well thank everyone for listening um, and we'll catch you again soon see you later